Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So this episode is quite the special occasion. Mm -hmm. So we are together to record and we got together to research for Augusti's new mixtape. We've both been quarantining. The state of Missouri where we live opened up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen pictures, but the Lake of the Ozarks is fucking crazy. We're, <laughs> we're not doing anything like that. No. Um, we have still been self-quarantined and staying safe, yeah. but we are gathering in small groups of friends now, so we yeah. felt okay to get together and record this episode. Yeah. Um, but before we kind of get into this, we want to let you guys know that we recently switched our host site. We were originally with Podbean, but now we switched over to Anchor, which is a Spotify-owned podcasting site. We actually had someone from Anchor reach out to us who works for Spotify and said, hey, would you guys be interested in switching over? We said, yeah, we'll look at it. And the switch was really easy, but we just want to put this out there that if there's any platforms that you guys are listening on that all of a sudden we're like not there anymore, Mm -hmm. please reach out to us and let us know. We want to get back on all of the platforms that we were on. Uh, So this episode is actually going to be the first one that is put out and distributed through Anchor's hosting site. DM us, email us, whatever. Let us know if there's any troubles with with the switch. We think it's going to be pretty smooth. Yeah. Um, Another thing I would love to ask you guys to actually go to our new website because I think it's so cool. Anchor.fm slash standing BTS. A really nice looking website. You can Mm -hmm. access all of our episodes. You can access links to all of our social media. And a super cool feature is that if you you're on safari you can leave voice messages Mm -hmm. so you could leave us a voice message responding to an episode or if you just want to say something to us um so i would be really interested if any of you guys use that feature Mm -hmm. uh please go check out our new website yeah and on that note welcome back iconics and if you're new to the podcast i'm kayla and i'm bethany and this is standing bts yes yes welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about bts what a wonderful hour it is too but disclaimer this is an informative fangirl podcast that means that we're going to fangirl laugh and learn a little bit along the way yep that's right this is an explicit podcast though so if you aren't cool with that you can dip out now we won't blame you totally but if you're down for some this mixtape is everything we needed right now everything we needed or min yungi really saved 2020 (laughs) he fucking did (laughs) if you're down for that then you're in the right place because 
Today, we're talking about the incredible D2 mixtape released by Min Yoongi under his solo name, August D. But before we get into it, we want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links, and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Also, a new feature on our Patreon for patrons of $5 or more a month. Uh, reaction videos will now be posted a couple times a month. Just last week, we released Singularity, Fake Love, and DNA. Three mm-hmm. different reaction videos. Uh, pretty exciting. We yeah. hope that you guys are enjoying them. Yeah. Thank you, Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. We are more than excited to get into this episode. So just kind of an overview of how we're going to be doing our review of D2. We're going to start off with general remarks of D2, kind of our first impressions of the album or the mixtape. We'll then get into the analysis of all of the songs. So from start to finish, we're going to talk about uh, the production of the song, the lyrics of the song. We'll also talk a little bit about like the who it's produced by, who's featuring on it mm-hmm. but yeah we're really just going to get into the meaning and then at the end we're going to wrap up our overall thoughts, thoughts. Yeah. yeah um also guys please remember that all of you know what we say about the lyrics are our own interpretation and mm-hmm. how we feel about it so if you feel differently or if you've heard other things yeah. okay that's just our opinion so yeah it's a part of art yeah you know how you interpret it right um so leading up to the release of this mixtape wow big hit on twitter had a countdown started at d7 mm-hmm. and went all d6 d5 d4 d4 ultimately ending with d2, d2. the last one that we actually saw was d3 mm-hmm. and then on what would have been d2 this mixtape dropped named d2 mm-hmm. um it's super cool because throughout the whole countdown, of course, all of ARMY, all of Twitter is talking about what the fuck is this? Yeah. People thinking maybe it's Jungkook, maybe yeah. it's Yoongi, but no, I mean, at first everybody was like, Yoongi just said, don't be expecting his mixtape I was soon. so mad because we had done our quarantine content episode and we're like, oh, yep, Yoongi said, don't expect it soon, guys. And I almost was like, I need to stop asking for it, damn mm-hmm. it. You know, I need to shut my mouth. Right. Two weeks later. It's he here. Fucking drops it. Yeah. So... <laughs> As the the days went on and we see this kind of layered like decalomania like thing going on, which is another reason why everyone thought it was Jungkook, mm-hmm. um, we start to see this image emerge. And then on Apple Music, yeah. the artist picture for august d was updated it got leaked it got leaked and you know so i saw some posts that said like two years ago apple music made it the artist ability to change the picture it wasn't apple music who did it so he himself may have uploaded it but hours hours later it was taken it down Mm -hmm. hours later it was taken down but this picture that was put up everybody all of a sudden could match the picture from the album from the artist art on apple Mm -hmm. music to the decalomania like d3 and d4 very cryptic image right so at this point we're all like oh my gosh Mm-hmm. It's definitely Yoongi. Yeah. He's coming back with August D, yeah. you know? And uh, I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is D3. 
D2. What if it drops on D2? Like, why mm-hmm. would he have, with the information of knowing the artist updates their own image mm-hmm. on Apple Music, why would he have done that so early, yeah. you know? So I'm thinking, what if it's D2? Because Namjoon released a mixtape and he tweeted D7, you know, and then he mm-hmm. released it. So, you know, there was all these correlations. And then he did. Yeah. We had prepared. We set alarms next morning and 6 p.m. Korean Standard Time is 4 a.m. our time. Mm-hmm. So we set multiple alarms to get up. I got up at 3.50. Kayla actually got I up, actually guys. Got up. <laughs> she, and she was, you were the one who was telling me, like, I think it's going to it's gonna drop. It's going to drop like, today. It's not going to be in yeah, two more days. Yeah, and I was a little hesitant. I'm like, I swear to God, Kayla, if I wake up and it doesn't drop and you're not awake, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. Well, because people were like, it's August D, D2. You know, it's his second mixtape. Like, what if he just oh, drops yeah. it? D2, right? It makes sense it now. It makes sense. But any theory you come up with in the moment, you feel like a clown. You're like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. And I I was fully prepared to be wrong, yeah. okay? I'm happy to report that this is like one of the first times that I was so right. You were very right. And we both set alarms. I was proud of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We both got up. And it was the longest 10 minutes of my life just waiting. And then the mixtape. It was actually on Apple Music like three minutes early. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, it's there. I was shocked at how many songs there were. Yeah. I was was shocked at how many songs there were. Um, But overall, when I listened to it all the way through the first time, I was like, man, I love every single song. Yeah. I love every single song. (laughs) First time listening through. And my expectations were already really high because it's hard not to have high expectations. But BTS never fails to exceed Exceed them every time. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And we um, we even started listening to the mixtape before even realizing that there was a music video. Mm -hmm. And then once we realized that there was the Detroitan music video, we stopped and we went and watched that and then went back to listening Mm -hmm. to the um, to the mixtape. But I my first impression of the the mixtape as a whole is that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed every single song. Yeah. Um I was surprised to see at first how many features were on Lots there. Lots of features. Lots of yeah. features, but I um I just thoroughly enjoyed it and yeah. I was really intrigued. I liked every single song just by listening to it. Sometimes I really feel like with some songs I really have to get into the lyrics before I can mm-hmm. feel really committed to it, but yeah. that's not how I felt with this mixtape. No. No. Me either. Yeah, so yeah. let's let's go ahead and get into it. Moonlight is the first song on the mixtape. The literal Korean translation is that moon. We think they use Moonlight probably because there's already song Moon. That was a Jin song for Map of the Soul 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of our theory on it. Uh, it's produced by Augusti and Ghost Loop. The production of this song, guys, it's interesting because the beat of this track was actually played during Yoongi's V Live from July 14th, 2019. And it was as a sketch version of of Epic High's Eternal Sunshine, which he ended up co-writing, mm-hmm. co-writing for. Um, but Yoongi said in that V Live, now that I listen to it again, it's so good. <laughs> Should I use it for myself? I don't understand why it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like he like in that moment when he's listening to it, he's like, damn, Ugh. maybe I should save this for myself. I'm and, not gonna part with this. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that he did. Me too. But for the for the instruments kind of in the song and kind of the production of the song, there's this saxophone or this kind of um, brass-like instrument in the background, which I really love. It gives it, gives it this kind of jazzy feel, which we have seen with Yoongi's producing before. 
there is a record scratching, tambourine, piano, cymbals, a simple drum beat, nothing too fancy, but that kind of old school record scratching kind of sets that old hip hop feel. Um, but this this rapping that he does for Moonlight is very clean, mm-hmm. very straightforward rapping. Yeah. Overall, the song is pretty upbeat. It's groovy. It's fun. It sets the tone for the entire album. Mm-hmm. It starts on kind of an uplifting, positive note. Mm-hmm. It's just a song that really vibes you. But as we get into the lyrics, you'll see that even though it's kind of this fun, uh, uh, groovy song that you can easily bob, you know, bob your body and bounce your body mm-hmm. to, uh, the lyrics get into something a little bit heavier. Yeah. So just at the beginning of verse one, first he's just talking and he recognizes that it's been three years since he's released music under August D. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Fuck it. I'm just, yeah, I'm just doing he kinda it. kind of laughs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts with kind of relating that he's come so far, talking about his beginning Beginnings in Daegu, now living in a penthouse on Hanum the Hill, Mm -hmm. which is a very choice property to live in in Seoul. Mm -hmm. A line, the first line that really struck me says, the Peter Pan who still cannot wake up from his dream. And this, to me, is like that, you know, Peter Pan is stuck in childhood Mm -hmm. and is not growing up. And to me, it's him thinking about that, like he still feels like almost a child like mm-hmm. he has that peter pan yeah. he's not ready to grow up yet yeah. you know or that he missed out on that childhood or yeah. whatever that he's that this is all a dream and that this really hasn't happened but he really mm-hmm. did you lose a lot of his youth yeah um he goes on to say in the verse that sometimes he resents god asking why he made him live a life like this um and he questions you know himself if it's possible to go back will you go back well mm-hmm. I'd have to think more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very interesting. He's very inquisitive in mm-hmm. this first verse. It's not like, it's not negative by any means, it's but it's negative, definitely yeah. reflective. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that we all think about. Like, I connected with this line because I feel like I think back and mm-hmm. I wonder. And am I happy with where I'm at? Yeah. But do I wonder? the choices that I made in my teens and early 20s like what could have changed what or could have been different if yeah. I would want something to be different mm-hmm. um I just think it's intriguing to think about and it's something that we all do yeah definitely then later on he says the emptiness that I feel after flying fucking high and this just makes me think of shadow it mm-hmm. makes me think of a lot of themes in seven where mm-hmm. it's that they're on top of the world yet they've given up so much through the fame and I remember us on that episode of seven like like just perseverating over what they could have given up like we could mm-hmm. just not fathom because we are, are not in their position to know what they're giving up and then in this song he's kind of telling us a little bit that he's giving up you know yeah. or that he has lost like even the peter pan like childhood mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah but then we get into the chorus and for the chorus the he kind of sing raps here and says that moonlight that shines on me at dawn it's still the same as then a lot changed in my life but that moonlight is still the same and for me the moonlight is what is grounding him you know he's saying i'm so i'm flying so fucking high i'm on top of the world but i still have this emptiness feeling this is i've wanted this or i, I achieved this why do i feel that way um and i just think this goes along with being in the spotlight and being famous a celebrity that idol life i can't imagine what that is like but i I'd imagine that, you know, you would feel like you're kind of going insane or mm-hmm. to, to feel normal seems almost impossible at mm-hmm. that point. So he seem, it seems like he's using the moonlight, looking at the same moon as somehow grounding him to think like, I'm still a human. I still had 
a life before BTS. Grounding him to his past, mm-hmm. to his childhood, to, you know, what he was before all of this. Yeah. I think that visual is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the chorus, he says, changes are fated to happen to everyone. Perhaps how we change is what our undertaking is about. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of that old thing where you know change is inevitable and you can't stop change from happening um but what we do with the change how we approach these changes happening is what it's about yeah and it's not so much about who you are or what you know what happens it's more so how you deal with it how you deal with it definitely and then a line that really struck me i think out of the whole song was being called immortal is fucking overwhelming. And this had me really reflect on myself as a fan because I have such high expectations and I do idolize all of BTS. And I think, wow, they're kings, they're on top of the world, they're owning everything. And he goes on to say, but the adjectives they attach to my name feel too much sometimes. And now I'm like, wow, that must be so much pressure, Mm -hmm. so much pressure, especially putting out a mixtape he had a lot of pressure just to put it out but before it was like when you put your music out into the world you're fearful of what people are gonna think but now you've got all this pressure of being like godly to an extent you know yeah just just all these uh like basically feeling immortal or or even the idea of that the music what he's making and the things that him and bts have done like as far as record breaking Mm -hmm. that immortalizes him in history Mm -hmm. putting out creative content that anyone at any time can go back and access is immortalizing yeah Uh, we've called them living legends yeah i mean (laughs) and so i'm sure thinking about this music that he's putting out right now in 2020 or yeah. what he put out in 2013 yeah. or you know like all people of that, might still be listening to it when he's dead it's immortalized yeah. and how overwhelming that must feel mm-hmm. yeah truly wow um he ends the song again with the chorus which i just love that he's ending on that philosophical line mm-hmm. not giving us any answers but still kind of questioning and making us think like yeah. you know how we change is what our undertaking yeah. is about really getting you to think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the second song on this mixtape is Detrita, and a Detrita is literally meaning great blowing and hitting, but it's a genre of Korean traditional music born in the late Joseon dynasty. Um, this is consisting of military music played by wind and percussion instruments, and it's generally performed while marching. Um, it's also used for royalty processions, and today it continues to be used on special occasions and for military purposes. Some of the instrumentation that we hear in the Detrita is... Um, a gong, a brass horn, a seashell horn, and a tapiongso, which, which is a Korean double reed instrument, kind of like the oboe. Mm-hmm. We also hear some cymbals, and then there's this special stylized drum that has a dragon design, and it's played with mallets called the yango that we hear. And we also feel like we hear uh, a Korean string instrument called the hegum. Um, and this is kind of droning in the back of the song, providing like a constant mm-hmm. sound. Um, we thought it might kind of sound like a sitar, but we think that it's this Korean 
string instrument going along with the theme of using this detritus instrumentation mm-hmm. in the background. So those are kind of the instruments that comprise the the detritus. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song was written and produced by Auguste D and El Capitan both. Um, so they that's not the first time that we've seen that producer credited as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> at the beginning of the song, maybe we're just being so stupid, yeah. but we both independently hear jungle. (laughs) And of course, that's not what it says, but that's just where our dumb army mind goes to. Um, But there's a lot, along with the Dejuta instrumentation, there's reverse chords going. Mm -hmm. Um, Regarding his rap, he has a lot of change-ups to his flow, especially during the bridge. During the bridge, he completely drops the instrumentation and starts rapping really softly. Mm-hmm. It reminds us of Dang, Namjoon's verse in Dang. It reminds us of his second verse in Shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really crisp rap at that time. It's yeah. almost like, oh, I don't have any... Th- I don't have to show off right now. It's just mm-hmm. very plain. Um, when he does lessen up the rapping and he switches the flow during like a pre-chorus to kind of be a slower rhythmic, not fast and not showing off, but with the beat of the song yeah. kind of showing off even Really at that slows point. it up. He's really feeling out the beat and it's more of a rhythmic rap at mm-hmm. that point. It's not that fast, quick, how how many words can I get out in a short amount of time? Right. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the time he is doing a very forceful rap. He is really spitting it. Um, Yeah, he's really spitting it. He actually spits at us with the put you know um and it's it's just incredible you know the versatility that he displays in even just this song Mm -hmm. um as far as production is very cool Mm -hmm. so let's dive into the lyrics yeah of course at the very beginning for verse one he ends up saying it's shining it's shining my crown is shining and just that use of my crown of course brought me back to shadow it's like a common symbol that yoongi likes to use Mm -hmm. for himself rightfully Mm -hmm. um but i just love that he said my crown Mm mm-hmm he goes on to say, born a slave, but now a king, berserk tiger, Guanghe flow. I rose out of a creek to become a dragon. So the born a slave, but now a king and the rising out of the creek, both of those lines kind of deal with a rag to riches mm-hmm. idea where it's again him reiterating that he really came from nothing and built to what he has today. Uh, the berserk tiger is referencing that traditionally in Korean culture, the tiger was not only seen as this incredible mystical creature creature but also very dangerous and something to be feared because it was so powerful mm-hmm. so berserk tiger is just so powerful you know overwhelming amount of power mm-hmm. and guanghe flow is referencing the 15th king in the joseon dynasty which was named guanhe king mm-hmm. guanhe mm-hmm. um and so i just think it I, again Clever. bringing in some more of those korean korean history as much as he's using the instrumentation mm-hmm. yeah, yeah very clever So he goes on to say, I was born a tiger. I'm not a fragile pill popper like you. Or it's also translated as, I was born a tiger. I'm not weak like you, at least. And we're kind of thinking the latter is more of how he's using it in this this verse here. Uh, The yakhata 
is translated as both weak or to do drugs. And he says yakata later on in the in the song too. So it's kind of confusing, but how we're gathering it is like he's so strong. He wasn't born weak like the rest of you. You know, that he's just so strong. And then he goes on to say, the little shit's putting on a kid's show. Honestly, I find it fucking outrageous. <laughs> like, these other rappers or these other idols or whoever he's talking about here um, are putting out, like, more immature type of content to, like, mm-hmm. grow up and, like, they're not on his level. Yeah. It's, it's fucking outrageous. It's out- <laughs> that you would think you could compete. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he. This is where he kind of slows it up and does that more rhythm, ra- rhythmic rapping where he says, flexing, I got none. I don't need it. I love it. And it's just the dichotomy of him slowing his rapping, making it super basic, mm-hmm. along flexing. with saying that he doesn't need to flex. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that slang term flexing in the traditional sense, like in Western... You you know hip-hop culture mm-hmm. it's such a you know you're not flexing um your rap style you're flexing what you have you're flexing mm-hmm. your money your chains your cars, cars. your girls yeah. you know your achievements and you know trophies trophies but he's not even doing that yeah. and it's not even like he does that throughout this mixtape he literally doesn't need it he yeah. does not need to flex because this music speaks for itself mm-hmm. yeah um another thing that kind of references past korean culture um he says "Ooh, who says time is money my time is worth more than that just saying you know obviously like you can't afford him no. um tiktok in the face of those sunbee bastards i spit so that word sunbee comes again from the joseon dynasty um sunbees were scholars of the joseon dynasty and they were seen as right righteous and strict um not well liked for mm-hmm. that reason and in modern day the word is used to negatively describe those who are too politically correct and up on their moral high horse um so really any criticism that he gets from the those kind of people he literally is spitting in their face he does mm-hmm. not care you know yeah. he's like who are you to to be so self-righteous mm-hmm. i also want to make a note here before we get more into the lyrics all of our lyrics are from genius dual set banton and we've also looked for, at muish for mm-hmm. some other like further korean translation so that is cited for all of these songs so when he brings up Yakata again, we do think that he's using it as like pill popping or to do drugs. Mm-hmm. So the Korean translation is more so of doing drugs for such a petty excuse. I feel sorry for you. It's just that you have no talent. And I think this is a common thing, especially with artists uh, during like the 60s and mm-hmm. stuff to use drugs as like motivation or like inspiration Mm -hmm. for writing songs and he's basically saying like such a petty excuse to do drugs I feel bad for you like you just Mm -hmm. don't have talent I don't need that I don't need that or as if like your life and like just thinking about like idol life Mm -hmm. as if it's so hard he's he doesn't have to do drugs like recreationally to deal Mm -hmm. with it but other people do yeah you know Mm -hmm. so later on there is another weird kind of translation that goes on um but he says i wanted close 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 then money 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 then goals goals what's next yeah what would come next i suddenly realize where i am the current situation where i have nothing above me so that sudden relation of where i am that has been translated in many different ways Mm -hmm. because originally this word in korean the origin of the slang that he's using the slang but the origin of this word is to relate to feelings men feel after masturbation a sense of like 
uh, like guilt almost after pursuing, you know, sexual pleasure or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's really not how it translates over now because today it's used quite commonly. It refers more to uh, when one realizes the reality while exploring unrealistic ideas and hopes, uh, suddenly losing passion for something that they could have devoted themselves to. Mm-hmm. So that's really more of the meaning. This this slang is more of like a wise man time yeah. or whatever. So it's just kind of interesting to see this like translation go on here but yeah yeah. i mean i think that that definition um we just had to address it because that it's been talked about that masturbation definition has been going around so much but like uh dual set says you know on the internet and in everyday conversations and even on tv this word is used now so we really Mm -hmm. don't think that it's meaning that anymore Mm -hmm. and i think that that second um definition of it being like suddenly losing passion for something that you've been devoting yourself to Mm -hmm. um I think that that really relates to themes that they've been talking about anyways. So to me, that's what it really feels like. Yeah, and he could have a dual meaning for it. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Um, He says, of course, in this song, I'm a king, I'm a boss, everybody knows my name, those bastards who only talk shit off with their heads um and i i just think that this is such a powerful line in the in the song uh we've talked about so many different things in these lyrics but really this whole song is him just promoting who the fuck he is Mm -hmm. i'm a king i'm a boss yeah um and it's true everybody does know his name everyone yeah so next on the the mixtape is what do you think it is produced by Augusti and El Capitan and Ghost Loop. It's also written by Augusti, El Capitan, and Ghost Loop. So for the production of this song, guys, at the very beginning, you kind of hear this dialogue going on. Yeah. Uh, you don't really know what they're saying. It's it's really kind of distorted at that point. But we hear this what I described as like this creepy carnival organ. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm at a carnival and there's that organ playing. And then Kayla, <laughs> Kayla's like, that instrument has a name. Oh my God, I fucking, I know it's called something. Yeah, yeah. and it's called a calliope. Yeah. And then we're like, oh my gosh, creepy calliope. Yeah. And then we're like, what beautiful alliteration, but we're not going to title this episode that. But no. I really wanted to. But Kayla knew that instrument and that's what's being played at the beginning. We also hear a trap and snare beat in the background still hearing this piano organ calliope playing in the background with a very deep bass uh for his rap style he has like long ass lines before he takes a breath i mean he is rapping fast he's spitting it this is like Ooh, this is this is a gusty mm-hmm. damn it like he's telling us something mm-hmm. and he's going off he sounds cocky as fuck he also sounds extremely fed up um we hear a lot of classic Yungi type uh, sounds that he does when he does rap, like the high pitched scream that mm-hmm. he does. Um, he uses auto tune really cleverly, really mm-hmm. well throughout the song. Uh, he does this like, rrr, rrr, yeah. Rrr. It's like the real me, you know? Yeah, Yeah, it's like saying real me, and but he just kind of like alters it a little bit, so it's like, but he does that in all night, also. That that song with him and Namjoon Mm -hmm. and Juice World, and I just think that's interesting that he brought that back in, yeah, yeah. Um, so he starts off with the chorus, but then the first, you know, or the last line of the chorus says, No matter what you think, I'm sorry, but shit, 
I have no fucking interest. Mm -hmm. This is such a mood. I love this line. Like, you know what? If anyone is bothering you or ignoring you, just send them this song. Yeah. You know, like, I just have no interest in whatever you think. Yeah. To be so unbothered. But the fact that the song is saying, what do you think? Like, he's asking for it. It's like he's kind of... In, you know antagonizing antagonizing yeah yeah what do you think what do you think you know what no matter what you think i don't give a shit yeah yeah um in verse one he says crazy that you'd think that my success has a connection to your failure and i love this because in the k-pop fandoms mm-hmm. there's often so much like if bts wasn't so blah 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 then this mm-hmm. group could blah 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 like if they would just do this then yeah. this group would actually get a chance and if armies would just support other fandoms yeah, yeah. like and, and you know what it is it's it's just him saying you know i'm successful but i have not done anything to make you, you unsuccessful you yeah. know if you're not successful the only person you have to blame is yourself exactly exactly yeah. uh later on the song he bleeps a lyric and and that's just really the the line Mm -hmm. it's just a bleeping noise the bleep the blank so fill in the blank here whoever Mm. you are listening to this song you are so freaking pissed that you faint you Mm -hmm. know is pretty much what he says here and i'm like man imagine if you are a hater whoever you are listening to this and you hear that and he calls you out and says oh, you're so fucking mad, like, so angry. You're going to yeah. faint because you're so angry. So many people on Twitter were trying to fill in, like, what's this bleep? And I just think it's any hater, any you know, hater, fill yeah. in the blank. Reporters, saucings, antis, netizens, like, anybody. Anyone. Yeah. He says, just like they've fallen off their own accord, the whole lot of them, go fuck yourself, huh? Um, so, again, it's him not, he's not responsible that you have fallen off, you mm-hmm. know? It's on your own accord. And then, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I just have to bring up this amazing tweet that's like the four sisterhood of ARMY, and yes. it's like love yourself, face yourself, speak yourself, and fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. Which it. is like, a, such a mood. It's like my four moods, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> love, love it. it. <laughs> um, during the chorus I love that he he brings up first on Billboard next is Grammy what do you think like he's just keep going with this like yeah all these success I've had what do you have to say about it actually you know what say what you want I don't fucking care I have, I have no, no fucking, fucking interest, interest. damn damn <laughs> this is why we're ex- an explicit podcast by the way yeah BTS is explicit okay um, he says Augusti is definitely uh, explicit he is um, so he says the 10 in verse two, he says the 10 zeros in my bank account, that money is the collateral for my youth. I got a big house, big car, big ring, bring anything over. I'll give it to you. My black card. So first of all, yeah, the, the money collateral for my youth, youth. you know, yeah. collateral is when you give up something valuable, you know, kind yeah. of on loan for something else. Exactly. And so he gave up his youth for all this money mm-hmm. and he's just bringing that to recognition. And the, a black card is a common reference in hip hop. A black card is like a credit card that will never be denied and has like no limit. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'll just, you know, I'll give it to you. Bring anything over. I'll give you my black card. You yeah. know, like this is a, such a huge flex. Yeah, it is a huge flex. Very <laughs> different for what he said in day Wish top yeah mm-hmm. yeah love the big house big ring of course he's bringing that bringing back. that back mm-hmm. always he goes on to say all the bastards who tried to sell our name to freeload off us shut up i love this because this is like classic people like big 
Hollywood reporter type people who don't give a fuck about BTS or really do the research to do an accurate portrayal of who they are, what they stand for, and they're just using their name to sell these fucking reads and yeah. get reads. Clickbait. Clickbait, yeah. All those fucking bastards who try to sell our name to freeload off us, shut up. Like, yes, thank you, Yungi, for saying it. <laughs> um, he goes on to say, I have no fucking interest in those who ask whether idol music is music. When I saw this line, I'm like, is this still a fucking thing? Is this still happening? Like, just because it's idol music, is it really music? Is If it's K-pop, it's not really music. Mm -hmm. Or, like, not taking it seriously or whatever. And he just says, I have no fucking interest. And those who ask whether or not idol music is music, this is something that they've been asked... I mean, way back at the beginning of of BTS when they were old, you know, classic hip hop, underground hip hop rappers. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, really? You're going to go and be an idol? You're going to be in an idol pop group? Yeah. It's so frustrating. It's very frustrating. And you and I, it's not even like we think about that anymore. Like, you were really, is this still a fucking question that he has to put this in the lyrics? And I, I say like, you know... I'm very open that I am a BTS stand with my students mm-hmm. and it's not like they don't know anything. They know what K-pop is, but they mm-hmm. think that all K-pop is just manufactured and produced mm-hmm. and you know, that they don't make their own music and stuff. Um, so that's why it has that idea of it's not really being music because the yeah. artists aren't actually making it. And it's just so false. He's got it. I mean, we're sick of hearing it. Imagine how sick he is. Of yeah. Hearing it. Cause he's the one fucking making it. I know. Like it's probably so frustrating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's really fed up. He's fucking fed up. That song, I love it so much. Yeah. What do you think? And he honestly doesn't want to hear what you have to think. No, he doesn't. That's what's great. Yeah. He wants you to say it just so he can be be disinterested. Yeah. Be disinterested (laughs) and make you mad. Yeah, really. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the next song is Strange, and the direct Korean translation for this title is Isn't It Strange, which they say a couple times in the song. Uh, This is produced by... El Capitan, Ghost Loop, Augusty, and RM, and written by those four as well. And obviously, it's featuring RM. So, mm-hmm. the first feature on the album, super exciting um, to see RM featuring on this Namgi. Namgi! So the production of this song is incredible. And what we talked a lot about is that this song sounds different in that you can hear Namjoon's influence on it. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like a Namgi song. It reminds us of respect. It reminds us of, you know, his sound at the same time. So it's cool that they're on this together. Mm-hmm. There's a piano that's kind of melancholy sounding. We hear a, a xylophone or maybe like a marimba um, kind of throughout it. It's a great melody and chord progression. Like, you know yeah it's very when i hear it it really stands out to me and it carries throughout the whole song and i just feel like that's what really sets the tone for the song Mm -hmm. i love it yeah um there's kind of some distorted and staticky noises throughout and Mm -hmm. uh even their voices are overlaid with that sound Mm -hmm. um auto-tune is used um it's very trap in the way that they used it like when they use auto-tune it's extreme they use it for like the chorus Mm -hmm. and it is it causes extreme distortion on their voices. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a classic beat and a classic snare. There's not really like a trap beat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that classic hip hop beat that we're yeah. used to Namgi using. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Jungian, his rap style really teeters between forceful and more calm, kind of going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then Namjoon, really his whole verse, it's very powerful, um, very forward, and it's a fast rap. And it makes us think of a poetry slam. He's just kind of getting it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these emotions, all of these questions. And both of them are asking a lot of questions, not really to provide an answer, but to question things out of a strong curiosity. Very strong curiosity. And we really hear that tone come through in both of their rapping. Yes, we do. So getting into the lyrics, uh, the intro here, right at the beginning, everything in dust, do you see? Everything in lust, what do you see? Um, Someone, tell me whether life is pain. If there is a God, tell me whether life is happiness. It's like, whoa. Like they hit you with this really kind of heavy thing right at the beginning, but I love the the concept of dust and lust mm-hmm. and being blinded by lust or seeing dust as like a very something that could actually impede your you're, vision. Uh, you're being blinded by mm-hmm. either one. And truly with this song, I think it really, that's what Strange is all about, is just kind of how blind society can be mm-hmm. about these things and how we kind of fit into these norms. It's like, but we're kind of blinded to it. There's lack of clarity because we follow these kind of norms and we'll kind of get more into it here. And again, questioning God and asking if life is pain or happiness. happiness, Yeah. yeah. Um, In verse one, it's August D and he says, the world is a giant system. They insert conflicts, wars or survivals life. You can't reject capital injects morphine called hope with dream as collateral and i had to say that whole thing because i think even in english it sounds like such a great rap and Mm -hmm. it's been translated like uh the world is a giant system like this this made us think about so much shit you know and really have our own little tangent and conversations about how we see the world and the exchanges that we would like to affect or what we think is strange Mm -hmm. um and just the concept that it's this they that puts out these conflicts and war and that the capital anytime that capital is mentioned it's like the state or the governing body or even society you can society it doesn't have to be government but it can be society injects morphine called hope you know injecting this strong drug yeah to called hope yeah that it's that like like hope can be that strong mm -hmm. that intense that feeling can can really be a driving factor but injecting it as collateral for the wars and the conflicts and the pain that you feel Mm -hmm. yeah uh a lyric that comes up frequently is polarization is the ugliest flower in the world this use of polarization we really honed in on this when we were doing research because Mm -hmm. it's like you have one belief or the other it's like one extreme or the other Mm -hmm. um it's it goes on to say later on someone who wishes for peace someone who wishes for war like or the one who wants peace, the one who wants a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't it strange how they are each at the extremes of their ideologies. Mm-hmm. And I love how they're just questioning, isn't it strange? I keep going back to the title. I think the title of the song is so perfect, strange. It's not like, it's not like, is it, it's wrong or mm-hmm. whatever, but isn't it strange if you think about it? Like, why are there, you're either like peace and love or you're like, I want war and to fight mm-hmm. and like stand for what I believe in. You know, it just seems like there's always this opposing fo- force, this, this polarization in almost everything. And for to say, for them to say it's the ugliest flower in the world and truly, I I agree. I can't yeah. I can't I can't get over with society and how we are today. Like 
it really nags at me and bothers me that it's so polarized and why does it need to be and why is it that way and people aren't isn't it strange people aren't friends or people don't talk to their family members Mm -hmm. because of this polarization and you know when we were talking about this it was like yeah isn't it strange how they're at the extremes of their ideologies and it's because they're opposites you know Mm -hmm. humans we naturally categorize Mm -hmm. and if you don't want peace then you want war like there it's in this society there can't you can't be in the middle you can't there's no gray area it's either you're for this or you're for Mm -hmm. the other thing Mm -hmm. and it just leads to the polarization because you have to choose you know yeah and there's pressure to choose there's pressure to choose and and to have that that opinion yeah yeah isn't or it strange? It, and if you don't lean one way or the other, you come off like wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. So dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Or uninformed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the chorus, they say, they tell you to have dreams, though no one has a dream. There are no answers. Isn't it strange? Mm-hmm. Again, isn't it strange? Just questioning. And really, they're telling us there are no answers. That's why we like this song so much, because both of them are posing philosophical questions mm-hmm. and asking society you know the global society to think about it and to restructure potentially Mm -hmm. you know even just reflect and not they're not providing any answers they're not trying to offer a solution like you said they're not saying it's right or wrong they're curious they're just curious Mm -hmm. and they want to i think they just want to know what we think and what others think of this yeah um and then the people who don't think about this you know the people who really just kind of fill the role of society and you know they're consumed by their role they they don't really question any of it yeah which is strange oh my god that's so strange and and, and they bring that up here too Mm -hmm. so for namjoon's verse he says you think you got taste oh babe how do you know i mean for god's sake everything's under control Mm -hmm. and i love this because i'm like how do you know if you have good taste who makes the decision or how do we know what is quote on good taste um by the way you dress by the way you uh uh, design your home or what furnish your home like how do you know if you have good taste like for god's sake everything's under control things so stupid as that are, are somehow manipulated into this like societal norm of what is quote on good taste and how does that even come about yeah he goes on to say all pref are all preferences controlled by the capital mm-hmm. and it's again capital being like society or whatever yeah but or even like the fashion industry they're yeah. like all the sorts are of are you dressing that- this way or, or did you decorate your house this way or mm-hmm. do, do you have your hair that way because you want to because mm-hmm. that's what was within you and that's how you wanted to mm-hmm. express you know have your life or do you do it because that's a societal norm exactly yeah he says everyone's a slave to the system mm-hmm. which i think is a big line that again goes along with that yeah and then he goes on to say the dog necklace and a dog house you are so busy bragging about or people are busy boasting about their dog collars and dog houses and to me it's like these this is people like we're just like basically you know owned by the mm-hmm. system at this point obedient obedient dogs are known for being obedient and mm-hmm. loyal and he's calling us dogs in this sense and including himself in it too yeah it's not like a like it's a jab not a dig you. No. you know but it's just an observation that we do follow and mm-hmm. often so blindly without knowing for ourselves why mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, and then in his verse, he goes on. He has a verse that it, this is when it's distorted when he's speaking and rapping. Yungi has a distorted one earlier on when Yungi says polarization, the ugliest flower in the world. Namjoon says polarization, the flower that's already bloomed, which is so true. Like it's you in said, full force. it's in full force. It's mm-hmm. fully bloomed. It is alive and well. Um, mm-hmm. And it's definitely a big cause for concern. Yeah, yeah. it is the ugliest flower for mm-hmm. sure. Um, this is brought up in the pre-course a lot, but it says, in a world with its eyes closed, like imagine every human you see with their eyes closed, a person with theirs open. I think it's more strange that only they have theirs open. So to me, it's like the people who don't think about these questions or question society or question like themselves or wanting to fit in, just fit in, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like those people have like their eyes closed. It's like, oh, it's weird. It's strange to see that very few or only one person has their eyes open or really seeing. And there's like often those people that we think of like really free spirits or not really like it's rare that you come across a person who you're like, wow, that person is really not influenced by anything, anything. else. They're yeah. just really living how they want to live. Mm-hmm. And it is strange to come yeah. across somebody like that. And you feel kind of jealous about yeah. that they're able to live without those inhibitions. Yeah. Um, he goes on to say someone who wishes for peace someone who wishes for war the wordplay that changes as easy as the flipping of a palm and this just visual it just makes me think of how depending on your situation Mm -hmm. you could wish for war or you could wish for peace Mm -hmm. you know it depends on what situation you're in and you could easily flip-flop yeah and it's hard not to like think a little bit about politics too and Mm -hmm. how easy it is to change your your perspective or your point of view or like your opinion of something yeah I also, I mean, just and it always you, has to be one extreme or the other. Yeah. There's like no in between. Yeah, I think it's unrealistic. I, just because you brought that up, it made me think like it's also okay to change your opinion. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've been hearing and thinking a lot about like normalize changing your opinion when you get more information. Like it is okay to do that, um, mm-hmm. but it is interesting that it can be so yeah. one way or another. I think is the point mm-hmm. that he's getting at. Yeah. Wow, I really love Strange. I, I obviously love every song in this album, but like to get into the lyrics of this, I'm like, this is everything I could have hoped for yeah. because that doon 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 that mm-hmm. xylophone has that kind of like questioning, ooh, what you know, mysterious, mm-hmm. like and they're just really thinking. They're really yeah. thinking and making you think too. Wonderful. Love it. So next on the album is 28. A direct translation of the Korean title is Perhaps I'm Gradually Becoming an Adult. Love it. Love it, too. It's featuring Naihua. It's produced and written by Agusti, El Capitan, and His Noise. So for the production of this song, there's a lot of synthesizers in there. We hear a little bit of a triangle, uh, that little chime that you hear in the back. There's snapping going on, piano chords, trap, snare, uh, classic bass drum. There's a lot of us sing rapping going on. This song is very, it's very kind of calmer Mm -hmm. and a little bit more mellow but very pleasant sounding so so pleasant sounding it's it's chill i love the pre-chorus that snapping that you hear the snapping is major Mm -hmm. and the the elegant way of like dropping to lower chords Mm -hmm. and progressing down with the chords it's just a really beautiful pleasant song Mm -hmm. the sound of it yeah so i mean i think 
this song, just as we're getting into the lyrics, we both really relate to this song so much mm-hmm. because this song being titled 28, his age is really getting into what it means and realizing that you're fully into adulthood. Yeah. Um, he starts off by saying, I grow old and learn about the world. Even so, could it have been better if I knew nothing of the world? And this struck me immediately because I have been thinking a lot about, I just turned 25 and I've been thinking back to like my childhood when I was so optimistic about the world and I saw you know mostly good people mostly good things in the world and I just had this really idealistic view of the world and of what my life would be mm-hmm. um and everybody grows up having big ideas and big dreams about where they could end up and whatever um and now that I'm a full adult into the world mm-hmm. and there's just shitty things being an adult like yeah. paying bills and i mean and just everything that you deal with thinking about the future i feel thinking like you live the in the future so much you live in the future because you feel like you are constantly trying to plan for it and prepare for it mm-hmm. and you have to see what's coming because if you mess up it's all on you you mm-hmm. know you don't have anything to fall back on mm-hmm. um and so it is kind of that stress that makes you wonder could it have been better if I knew nothing of the world? That kind of innocence mm-hmm. that that we lose as we grow up. Mm-hmm. He goes on to say, completely different to this room with its lights off, the words I mutter with a low voice. And so I just picture him going back to like his childhood room or something. And though it's like the same, but thinking about how different his perspective is on things now becoming an adult, mm-hmm. be having this adult mindset. And kind of going off what you were saying, as a kid, I think the biggest thing for me as I'm becoming an adult is when I, as a child, I had a vision of what being an adult would be like. And now that I'm here, it's not it's not what I expected At it all. to be, even though I knew some of these things like, oh, you're going to have to pay bills. Are you going to have to go grocery shopping mm-hmm. and, you know, have a job and whatnot? Um, but I didn't think of like all the true stress and everything that goes along with adulthood and how so many worries and, and things in the world can really just wear at you Mm -hmm. weigh on you for sure in the pre-chorus he says like the song title which i really love guess i'm slowly becoming an adult and he can't remember what is it that he wanted and he wonders where the fragments of his dream have gone and this this is another one that kind of goes along with the earlier lyric that i talked about that struck me like growing up thinking about what I might become or like things that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Like I knew early on that I really wanted to like help people and affect change and like be a positive, you know, member of society in Mm -hmm. some way, like really find a way to do that. And Mm -hmm. am I doing that on a large scale? Like I hoped, you know, idealistically Mm -hmm. that I might be able to do. I don't think so, but Mm -hmm. I'm a teacher and in my little community, I get to, you know, interact with young minds and, affect a lot of positivity and you know a lot of the stuff that I wanted to be able to that I wish someone would have provided to me as a child and growing Mm -hmm. up I feel like I get to provide that in my career so it's not the whole big idea of the dream that I once had but there are the fragments fragments. of it remaining Mm -hmm. so I just think there's a beautiful sentiment that he has here yeah I think so too going into this chorus which is him and Nihua together is so beautiful so like the just the melody is amazing Mm -hmm. and he says I'm breathing but it seems like my heart is broken yeah I've become an adult who finds it hard to grasp my dream and that's growing up really self-explanatory to all that we've been talking about Mm -hmm. in the post chorus i think it becomes a little interesting how he says thought i would change after i turned 20 thought i would change after i graduate shit 
after I turned 30 like that, yeah, then what would change? So it almost seems like he's talking about how he's changed and how he's become as he's becoming an adult, but also it sounds like there's parts of him that he wants to change but haven't changed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, shit, when I'm 30, will it change? What will have changed? You know, like, yeah. And realizing that you have to change it. You have to change it mm-hmm. yourself. Um, but there's something here that is different that he's saying, like, thought I would have changed. So mm-hmm. something is staying consistent mm-hmm. that he wants to change, mm-hmm. but hasn't. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he goes on to say, living, living, living without worries for just a day, without concerns for just a day. Mm. And I kind of hit on this. This is something that really makes you feel like you're an adult, where it's like every single day, there's something to worry about. There's some concern. There's something you're having to do. There's like a laundry list of things to fucking do. Or that all you the could time. be doing or well, should yeah, be doing. exactly. Yeah. And you yourself have to be the one to, to fucking do it. You just got to do it. And he says, living, living, living. It almost feels like you can't even live because you're just like every single day going through the motions going through the motions so many worries so many concerns just for a day can i have just one day where i feel like i'm living we really talked about how we both feel like that like where we would love to have a day where we don't have to Mm -hmm. worry you know Mm -hmm. and there is always that oh if i can get to this place then i'll be good or if i can get to and then once we reach that milestone Mm -hmm. it's still you still want more you know yeah so incredible song yeah. about a, it's like a coming of age song growing mm-hmm. up and really just sitting it's beautiful. in realizing you're an adult yeah i yeah. love the song yeah i found it very therapeutic in all of what we're we're personally mm-hmm. experiencing right now it's good vibes though yeah. the song is good vibes it's good vibes oh the <laughs> mel- i mean the melody yeah. is just incredible mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the next song is Burn It, and this song is featuring Max, and it's produced by and written by Augustine Ghost Loop, and then also written by Max as well. Um, the production of the song is like classic August D. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an electric guitar. He has minor chords, which have a very dark, haunting feel. Um, there's like electric jo- drums and snare in there. There's a really low bass, super, mm-hmm. super low. And he has a more toned down trap beat. It's back there, but it's toned down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Max, we had never heard of Max before. His voice kind of reminds me of like a combination of The Weeknd and and of like Bruno Mars mm-hmm. um so ve- just a very interesting sound that I really enjoyed t- he starts off the song and it hooked me from the beginning um going along with like this classic August D vibe Yungi his rap sounds harsh and angry and his tone is even resentful at times yeah. um but again he has a very clean crisp rap there's not a lot of mush mouth going on it's like kind of evolved version of the older August D that we would really get and just to kind of add on to max i totally agree with the like bruno mars weekend kind of feel Uh, but that electric guitar in there gives me this kind of electric not electric alternative feel yeah i think his voice sounds like theirs but it's not like that's the style of the song it is like this his own but yeah yeah, it's interesting it's alternative electric guitar back there for sure Mm -hmm. um so the chorus that max sets up and really repeats throughout the song says that you know the main thing is there's someone in the mirror that you don't know and everything is all wrong Mm -hmm. so it sets up this burn it till it's all gone Mm -hmm. um just not recognizing who you see and just wanting to destroy and get rid of all of it or 
it's something that you know is you and you see it, um, but you just don't feel like it's you and you want to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's a com- very common theme with this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the post-chorus, Yoongi says, the voice inside of me, the sound within me, yeah, yeah, burn it. And he also goes on to say, I want it, I want it, I want it, whoa. I want it, I want it, I want it, whoa. And so we'll, we'll kind of get into this, but to me it's like, I think of Shadow and that greed he talks mm-hmm. about. I kind of think of the Shadow as that part of him where he doesn't really necessarily like it. And maybe it's not his shadow he's talking about specifically in this song, but there's a part of him that he really, really doesn't like. And the, I want it, I want it, I want it. Whoa. Makes me think of like that greed or like to keep going up, keep going up. And he constantly refers to like, I'm here. I'm already at the top. There's nowhere else to go. Um, But still wanting more that voice inside of me, the sound of me, like he doesn't like it. I think that he is really unsatisfied and he doesn't like the unsatisfaction that he feels, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like the greed, but he knows that it's It's still such a, yeah, it's so prevalent. Um, Also, just going back to the pre-chorus where he says, yeah, 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 burn it. That's another reason why I feel like this is classic August D. Like, it's just such a throwback. and Fire, anger, rage. Yep, hell yeah. (laughs) So in verse one, he says, let's go back to the past days, the time that had destroyed me. Jealousy, hatred, and the feeling of inferiority, the life held captive to resentments. Um... Wow, there's a lot to unpack there. The time that had destroyed me, you know, you can think about any time in his past, like since debut or even pre-debut. Early life. Early life, for sure. Young life, like growing up, you know, poor and not having anything. We remember from the Yoongi episode that he had to choose between, you know, paying bus fare to go home for the night or having a meal. Mm -hmm. Um, Lack of support for his dreams and desires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the jealousy, hatred, the feeling resentment, like this whole beginning is just kind of referencing this this trauma clear clear that he's gone through trauma in his life and that's leaving him with this feeling of resentment Mm -hmm. as it often does Mm -hmm. he goes on to say what has changed in me compared to then i don't know i'm not much different let's burn it my past self so like he really doesn't like this part of him and it's something that he really wants to change about himself but as he's reflecting on it he's saying i don't know i'm not much different from then Mm -hmm. let's burn it i want to burn that part of my life i want to burn the past yeah and he says we don't know if there'd be ashes left or if it'll remain the same because he's still saying i don't know if i've changed so if he burns it you know will anything can he ever get rid of it yeah can he ever get past it Mm -hmm. and when he's saying burn it like he wants to be over it he wants to get past it but even if he were to do that would it still remain like he feel he's at the point where he's like i don't even know if it's possible he feels that it would still remain yeah. almost yeah yeah he goes on to say facing you of the deepest place embarrassment hatred disgust even rage it's that facing you facing mm-hmm. himself that deepest part i keep going back Looking to like shadow that ugly part of yourself the feelings of embarrassment hatred disgust like looking at that even rage i feel even mad looking at that part mm-hmm. of myself yeah and he says am i being pressured to passion again that question that comes up in shadow and like black swan like where is our passion do we still feel passionate what mm-hmm. happens if we lose our passion do i only still feel passion because there's all of this 
pressure on me, mm-hmm. you know. It's this, my job. It's my job. And I yeah. expected all these expectations, you know, mm-hmm. even pressure just to release this mixtape. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this next part, the self-talk that goes on here, you can just hear the, the rage that kind of disgust with himself almost. He says, no matter what, yeah, set fire to it, you bastard. The past you, the present you, anything is fine. So set fire to it you bastard and the past you the present you so now he's even like showing this sign of like even wanting to burn the present self and the past self oh and the word that you know the saying you bastard mm-hmm. it's like the self-hatred the self-hatred that's going on here yeah. he says anytime the choice and decision is yours to make i hope you don't forget that giving up decisively also counts as courage um this made us think of his recent um fm on april 25th where he said to a listener who gave up on their dream i don't know what circumstances you were in but i think you must have had tremendous courage giving up something decisively it takes a lot of courage and you've worked hard Mm -hmm. and it makes me think of like people who you know like just for example who work towards a phd and they've been doing it for like seven years and it's so taxing on them and Mm -hmm. then they just stop they just quit trying to get their phd it doesn't matter how much time they spent on it Mm -hmm. and how much courage it must take to turn away from all that time all that money everything you'd given up to work towards that Mm -hmm. but they feel better after it ultimately ultimately knowing that maybe it's not the path you're meant to be on yeah and having to change that and that it takes a lot of courage to make that decision yeah yeah and i'm glad that he acknowledges that man burn it burn it yeah really great Mm -hmm. so next is people uh it's produced by augusti and p-dog written by augusti and p-dog and yes there's a little bit of a dora in there you can hear dora in people oh guys the protection of this song there's steel drums boom 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 boom, boom. yes that's like a steel drum hell yeah there's also synthesizers for this song it's very he's doing a very mellow rap very good rhythms he sings in this song and his voice is so vulnerable and tender the whole production of this song is light and airy easygoing fluttery and also uplifting Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so he starts off this song um, by kind of posing the question, what kind of person am I? Am I good? Am I bad? And he says the evaluation is varied, which is so true. I mean, no matter who you are, there's going to be people who think you're a good person and think you're a bad person for whatever reason. It's just varied. And Mm -hmm. I think like at the beginning he's accepting this Mm -hmm. this concept at least. Mm -hmm. He goes on to say everyone would live on everyone would love everyone would fade away and be forgotten people change as i change there is nothing eternal in the world happening that passes by oh man i really thought about this i don't know why this really resonated with me but this everyone would live on or everyone will live everyone will love things keep going but also things fade away everyone will fade away and Mm -hmm. be forgotten um and there's nothing eternal in the world which i think contradicts what he was saying earlier where he's kind of like saying that he's immortalized he's immortalized that he would live on you know but this song i think is because of how the tone of it it's very uplifting and, and light and and all that comforting so, to think comforting to think, you know even yeah. to himself that like 
all of this that so he's doing isn't immortalized. Does it? It brings him comfort to to think that everything fades away. So maybe it's really not that big of a deal in this moment. Mm-hmm. Whether how I really what people think of this mixtape or whatever, because mm-hmm. eventually everything's gonna fade away. Yeah. It makes me think of when we went viral mm-hmm. before we changed our intro. Yeah. And I, it wasn't a bad intro, the first mm-hmm. one that we had, the intro song, but uh, somebody picked it up and was making fun of it. And we like went viral on Twitter, just mm-hmm. like a sound, rec- a screen recording of yeah. our intro, you know, and it was so awful. This was like almost two it years sucked. ago, but yeah. it sucked. And it we sucked. we thought about not even doing the podcast anymore. So discouraging. We, we were so hurt. Mm-hmm. And that faded away, you know, yeah. like it only took a a week or so for like that the conversation about it to stop Stop, and like now it doesn't even affect us anymore it's interesting because you definitely with this song when we went in for research to do this you have a much more um in the present temporary yeah view and of yours this is song. Like, like mine is like the end yours is like the end of existence. the world existence like end of existence is where i was taken to with the with my translation of this song but it's true too you yeah. know like and the end of everything whatever we're doing doesn't even really matter you yeah. know but i mean you can look at it either way you know that kind of like this too shall pass like in the present whatever you're going through it's gonna be okay it's gonna fade away whatever it is um but you can look at it at the grand scheme of things where it's like oh my gosh I'm so stressed all the time you know I'm thinking about my job and this and that and blah 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 and then if you think about it in the grand scheme of things like well I'll just fade fade away and that this like really why why worry about this why stress about this I feel like that your interpretation is how he's feeling it too yeah how he intended it because I think that that's what's comforting to him Mm -hmm. as he grapples with what he's doing being immortalized and then he grapples with the expectations that are fucking overwhelming Mm -hmm. you know um the pre-chorus amazing Mm -mm -mm. why Why so so serious serious? i'm so serious um and again it goes along with just what you were saying like why worry about it if in the end of everything it's all gonna fade away this little thing is not gonna matter in the grand scheme you Mm -hmm. know why so serious i'm and then but he acknowledges i'm so serious you know Mm -hmm. he's kind of questioning um but yeah 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 i love how he changes it later on to say i'm so serious Mm -hmm. like you know why is this serious and he's because you look at all of these songs on this mixtape and the things that he thinks about the things that he worries about it's like he's like i'm so serious and it's so cute to hear him like kind of sing it like i'm so serious serious. (laughs) i love it i love it so the chorus he says what about it if you get hurt what about it sometimes you might be in pain again sometimes you might be upset and shed tears what about it i love that what about it because it's still going with that theme of like who cares like why you know like yeah sure you'll feel pain yeah you'll feel hurt but what about it you you live like that you live Mm -hmm. like that everyone lives like that what Mm -hmm. about it yeah it'll fade away it'll fade away yeah uh verse two goes on to say flow along the way the water flows maybe there's something at the end a special life an ordinary an ordinary life each of them on their own it's all good it's all good and to me i really took this as no matter how your life ends up you know in the end of your life and your path and your journey it's all good no matter if you think your life is ordinary or extraordinary or anything in between Mm -hmm. you know it's all good you're Mm -hmm. living your life yeah and to me it's like don't be too concerned about where you're at Mm -hmm. you know definitely uh another line he says is who said people are animals of wisdom the animal of regret is obvious to me Mm -hmm. and i love that because our 
are people, are humans really the most wise on this planet? <laughs> Truly. Who, yeah. who, who said that? Because we're, like you said, we're <laughs> living in the future yeah. and we're constantly living in the past with any regret that we regret, have or yeah. wondering what could have been, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, continues on the idea of that somebody's ordinary is another person's special and another person's special is someone else's ordinary Mm -hmm. and he addressed this in episode five of break the silence which is bts's docuseries on weavers um and he says you lose as much as you gain you gain as much as you lose for me i lost the ordinary that's the biggest change what that means is what's ordinary to others is very special to me whereas what's special to others is very ordinary to me then before you know it your set of value changes and the values with which you see the world and it's true because to us like going to the mall going to the i mean not right now during quarantine but normal life okay 20 think like 2019 going to the movie theater going to the beach you know doing anything is just ordinary it's not special Mm -hmm. to him going to the movies with his friends is special having friends to go to the movies with is special because he can't do that yeah he really can't do that and maybe 2020 is a good example of us getting to understand how the ordinary is now special Mm -hmm. because all we want to do all we want to do is the ordinary we just want life to go back to normal Normal. that's what everyone is saying yeah so if you're i mean imagine like what he's going through and Mm -hmm. what bts go through because uh, they just, you know, they crave the ordinary. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because we crave the special because ordinary life seems... Mundane. Mundane, yeah. yeah. Except for now that the ordinary has been taken away. Mm-hmm. Now we want it. Yeah. Interesting. Oh yeah. Minyoungi, genius. Genius. <laughs> okay, so on to Han Sul. I fucking love this song. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so just a note from Dual Set about Han Sul, the title. Um, this is an abbreviation of a full phrase, and it refers to alcohol that one drinks alone or the activity of drinking alone. Mm-hmm. And it emerged from a recent trend in Korea where eating and drinking alone is like representing the growth of individualism in society, and it's considered a way to relax and recharge oneself by having some time alone and away from others and, you know, away from work and social obligations. Um, We have something similar in the West, but it is different. So there's been like a concept going around, especially with millennials, about going to a restaurant by yourself, sitting down at a sit-down restaurant, having a full meal, dessert, having drinks and whatever, and just being alone and being secure and okay and doing that by yourself. Mm -hmm. The difference here is that in Korean culture, this idea is not doing it in public, but doing it by your like at your house totally alone totally completely alone Mm -hmm. and there has been a extreme negative connotation in the states especially of the like in our experience of like drinking alone or like doing drugs alone like how sad you must be yeah Yeah, like like, if you're gonna get drunk alone you must yeah your life must suck and you're just like so sad and whatever Mm -hmm. whereas in this cultural aspect of it in korea it's really to have individualism and to relax and recharge yourself yeah and And i I could see him taking part in that too as Mm -hmm. just who he is as a person yeah this was written and produced by august d and p dog um as far as production goes there are chords and at the beginning of the song there's like buzzing sounding like high-pitched conversations it's meaningless talk you can't pick out what it is Mm -hmm. maybe you could if you speak korean um but to us those 
high pitched little conversations at the beginning kind of represented like the buzzing thoughts going around in your mind at the end of a day and ever all of the you know replaying the day all of the stress and all of everything that you're carrying with yeah, you yeah yeah those know? things that are just constantly in the back of your head that yeah. you just wish you could get rid of yeah it's always gonna be there exactly um there's also a distorted and slowed speaking talking that is very very deep Mm -hmm. um it the song also has a very simple and forward instrumentation it's slowed down it's echoey the echo kind of carries there's some really great electric drums um there's a sound of a cymbal that's being slowed down and or maybe it sounds like something that's being like dropped in a heavy room Mm -hmm. Uh, something heavy being dropped in an empty room that kind of gives that echo um but a lot of it is wispy and light you know Mm -hmm. like besides the very deep sound like the vocalization sounds that you're hearing you hear like light wispiness Mm -hmm. um and then his rap style is not aggressive but it's also not calm we've described it as neutral you know Mm -hmm. it's almost disconnected but it's just kind of just neutral it's It's, just there yeah. yeah uh so he starts off by saying it's kind of a narration he finishes work for the day comes home it's stepping into his room it's time that he fully faces himself again that idea of facing yourself reflecting looking inward and he says i detoxify myself with alcohol so this is his alone time beginning yeah yeah Yeah. uh he goes on to say i'll just drink adequately and sleep the sleep is not coming to me anyway so Mm -hmm. he just like drinks an appropriate amount or whatever and then goes to sleep Mm -hmm. or at least that's his plan but the sleep doesn't come yeah and he says he'll worry about tomorrow's work tomorrow fuck i don't care Mm -hmm. which is such a i mean that's how i live my life too like Mm -hmm. i'm like i cannot worry about checking email at 7 p.m like Mm -hmm. i need to live my life and you know i'll just i'll get to it tomorrow it'll be fine um the chorus he says now i'm feeling like i'm flying and this is the very light wispiness it's that feeling of like letting everything from the day go that relaxing the release Mm -hmm. um that this uh this hansel the act of you know partaking in hansel is giving him Mm -hmm. so in the second verse he says i don't have anju which is a snack that is typically served with alcohol i don't have anju because i feel like i'd throw up if i did as i slowly get intoxicated let's try to be honest about life oh yeah money honor wealth the trophies and stadiums sometimes i'm scared of them so i think a lot of people when they become intoxicated the truth it's like truth serum mm-hmm. uh, the truth kind of comes out so he's being honest with himself he's thinking about his life in a very honest way because his mind is now uh intoxicated and he's like oh yeah money wealth honor stadiums trophies i'm scared of it yeah yeah like shit that's a lot yeah and then he goes on to say i thought when you became a superstar you'd live life partying every day you know talking to himself expectation hits really hard on the back um just you know he's not partying hard here he is drinking alone to relax you know Mm -hmm. after a long day after a a tireless schedule Mm -hmm. and um expectations really do hit hard on the back yeah like especially especially because a lot of times having expectations and they're not fulfilled yeah it's really like really hard slap on the back and worrying about not fulfilling them too yes yes Uh, he goes on to say tomorrow comes again and gets dark me that's like this you that's like that well we're just enduring another day Mm -hmm. the the use of enduring 
is kind of sad. Yeah. Because you think you're just bearing through it. But the light feeling of the chorus and the overall, you know, meaning of the lyrics is just kind of like that serenity, that release, that time apart from that feeling of enduring a day, you know, Mm -hmm. giving yourself time to step back from that. Yeah. There's a release that comes with this Han Sol, but there's also the the truthful thoughts of the reality of of his day of what he's living i love how realistic he's being in this mixtape he's not giving us idealistic views Mm -mm. he's not giving us things to like hope for or search for he's just fucking i mean he's pondering in these lyrics and he just Mm -hmm. let us listen Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah so next on the album is interlude set me free it's produced and written by Augusti and p-dog the production of this song the very beginning you hear birds chirping mm. there's different bird calls it sounds like a modern day version of a 60s 70s hippie type of song hell yeah um I really thought of Because by the Beatles when I heard this song. Mm-hmm. And we even played it and listened to it like one right after the other. We're like, oh yeah, I definitely get that feel. Um, but definitely more modern day. Oh, this beautiful waver of Augusti's singing voice when he sings free. And his voice is just very honest sounding mm-hmm. with, with this song. But overall, this song is very peaceful. Mm-hmm. It is up-tempo. It's spiritual, indie, earth child mm-hmm. type feel. Really love it. Really, really love yeah. the interlude set me free. Yeah. Definitely loved the sound of the song before we even ever looked at the, the lyrics. Mm-hmm. In the chorus, he says, set me free knowing that it won't go the way I want. Set me free knowing that it's not what I want. And to me, this is, he's asking to be set free from something and he doesn't even care what the outcome of it is. You know, mm-hmm. he just wants to be free from this thing that's, that has its grasp on him or, you know, that's holding on. And it no longer matters to him if he gets what he wants, you know, from it. He just wants to be free of it. Be free of it, yeah. yeah. So in the verse he says... Set me free. I'm floating freely in the void. Set me free. These days, I feel melancholy for no obvious reason. So kind of feeling sad or down with no true reason for it or understanding of it, why he's feeling that way. Um, But he feels like he's kind of in this void or this like limbo type of thing. And all he's wanting is to be set free. Mm -hmm. He's asking over and over set me free and a lot of us feel that way because of quarantine you Mm -hmm. know feeling like we're kind of floating through a lot of people have been feeling more melancholy just not being able to socialize like we normally Mm do he continues to say one day i crawl on the floor on another day i fly high in the sky and then he asks why why and this just these lyrics just really resonate with me because it to me and this is just like my bias you know but it seems like he's really talking about mental health like depression um he's talked about it before so I feel okay bringing it up but like I really struggle with depression and I ask like I just don't want it anymore you know it just sucks like when I look back and realize how long I've been struggling with it and Mm -hmm. like you know, back to being a teenager when it first really started coming on and now I'm 25 and still dealing with it. Yeah. And he's 28 and just wanting to be set free from it, you know, not worried about what the outcome is going to be. 
you know, or the ramifications, but just not wanting to deal with it anymore Mm -hmm. um, because it sucks. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the I feel melancholy for no obvious reason is such a depression thing like Mm -hmm. there's no reason other than you're just depressed you Mm -hmm. know there's it's not that something happened in life you know it's not it's not just the quarantine or something it's just feeling that way and it's you know not being able to feel happy and having those days where you are crawling on the floor like you just can't get out of bed or you know you need to shower but you just fucking can't you know like and then the other days that are such good days where you are flying high in the sky and it's not talking about like mania you know being manic or you know just really being exerting yourself it's just on those days where you you function better a little better where you don't feel the depression so you you just feel happy you know and you can Mm -hmm. actually get your shit done you know Mm -hmm. um but this whole song where he's just saying set me free set me free it's like a meditative repetition calling out like just prayer almost Mm -hmm. praying asking to be set free from this condition you know just so tired of it that you have to just live with you know yeah yeah, every day i do i do feel like it's like a prayer like set me free asking for it um i really do believe that this is what he's talking about Mm -hmm. with this song and i'm really grateful that he like a lot of people who there's so many people who struggle with depression and to have him really put it into words for you to like really kind of understand oh yeah other people go through this and like want this they just want to feel that's the feeling that you want is you just want to be released of it Mm -hmm. and you know it's like when you realize that you have it you're expecting that it's not going to be permanent but then it's been so long Mm -hmm. that you know you're still dealing with it but yeah i just for me this is not a sad song at all like of course i just cried but like this song like helps so much Mm -hmm. like like you said i mean it was zero o'clock for me like it brings it brings a release Mm -hmm. you know and i think i think crying is a really appropriate reaction to it because crying is that type of release that you need that people need uh when you're feeling sad or, or upset or stressed whatever um so i'm glad that like this type of song even though it's really meditative and peaceful and very nice and pleasant to listen to but like i think it's appropriate to to not only feel this release with the the calmness of the song but to like cry and like really feel something i do feel set free with the song you know like Mm -hmm. when i listen i do feel peace and it does bring me happiness you Mm -hmm. know i feel like i can crawl out of it a little bit you know Yeah. yeah yeah love this song it's a great song it really is okay okay so the last song in this mixtape, Dear My Friend, and a direct Korean translation of the title would be, What Would It Have Been Like? And for this track, Augusti worked with Kim Jong-won of Nell, who also worked on Everything Goes with Namjoon. Um, this song features Kim Jong-won, who is also referred to as JW, um, and it was produced by August D, JW, and El Capitan, also written by those three. Um, as far as pro- Production. Um, you thought this sounded like an original soundtrack for K drama. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan and I both thought just separately that this sounds like a title track for an anime. Mm-hmm. You know, like it has that very dramatic feeling. We can just see like a dramatic montage of like people turning and like events happening. Yeah. Um, before we even looked at the lyrics at all, but it's like it's very ballady. There's so much passion, so much hurt. So much hurt. Yeah. 
Yeah. It really contributes to that OST feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, Yungi's rap itself sounds passionate too, but there's also some hurt, some guilt, uh, maybe a little resentful and some sorrow in there. Um, he does sound a little hopeful towards the end. And of course, that ballad sound that they're really, especially uh, JW belting out that chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as instrumentation, we have piano, classic. We have acoustic and electric guitar, strings, drums, classic instruments, and of course, synthesizers as well. Mm-hmm. All of these really contributing to that ballad feel and yeah. that OST Those feel. Those classical instruments, mm-hmm. I think, really add to that, that, yeah. that OST feel. Yeah. Um, there's also an, a short but intense drum solo at the end with just piano. Yeah, at the very end it's just piano, but there's like yeah. a big drum solo at the yeah. end that we didn't really notice until we looked at the production of the song. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of summarize these lyrics because these lyrics tell a story because it really is a letter. It's a letter to a friend. He says, dear my friend. And as you go on, it's like an old friend mm-hmm. um, that he's writing to. And, and they of, grew up together and spent time together mm-hmm. throughout Daegu and mm-hmm. in different places in Seoul. Yeah, but it sounds like even from the beginning that they had maybe some problems or difference of opinion because he says, I still fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Now, as like time has gone on, we we see in this letter that um, they actually they kind of went on their different paths, and that his one friend has got himself into trouble, and mm-hmm. that his friend is now in prison mm-hmm. um, at the Seoul Detention Center, and Anyang, which is like a place, felt so far away because mm-hmm. now Yungi's getting this phone call from his parents saying that he's like in prison and and whatnot, mm-hmm. and that he. He ends up going to see him and have conversations with them uh, and just to to see that, like, this person took such a different path. Uh, and, and at one time they were so connected. So connected. So connected. And now they've taken this different path and he's going to see them. He's taking a three hour bus ride every week to see him and to talk to him, you know, in this detention center. Mm-hmm. Um, and still mad, mad that this person has taken this path, but ever so missing them you know no yeah. matter what yeah um he he says that you know on the basically it's the, the day of this person's release from jail uh it's a korean tradition that when someone gets out of jail you give them tofu to eat because yeah. it's not served in jail and it's like refined it's a refined bean refined soybean so it's seen yeah. as like rehabilitation um and something that's new um, and it's also nutritious, so it helps people who have maybe sought some, you know, gotten some malnutrition in mm-hmm. prison. Um, so he remembers bringing him that white tofu yeah. on the day of release. And when he first saw him, he just thought, wow, how completely different he is now, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then he even offers him, like, drugs or that he wants to try some sort of drugs. I don't the know friend, if, not Yoongi. Not Yoongi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The friend. And we don't know how literal this is, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, he says that he, Yoongi, himself got really really infuriated and cussed at him like you know what the fuck pretty Mm -hmm. much you know uh so to me overall this is something where that i think a lot of people go through that that really isn't talked about when you have someone you really love who goes down the wrong path and to obviously yungi's struggling with uh, regret here like should i've done something different Mm -hmm. like you know i should have said something maybe i shouldn't have done this or done that you know maybe he would have turned out different or you know whatever But I feel like this is a really good, it gives um, a little bit of clarity or perspective for people who have like 
uh, loved ones who get themselves into trouble. It's like it doesn't change. You still love them. You still care about them. And it's hard to not um, feel some sort of guilt or that maybe you this is your fault or something you could have done differently that this person would have been, you know, done something differently or changed how they their path that they went down and you're upset that you lost that person before they went down that path he says there was no way to bring you who was my only friend back and you became a monster and feeling like not only guilty that maybe you could have done something to keep them from that path but also missing that person yeah you know before you knew that they were like this or before that they went down that path Mm -hmm. missing who they were to you there's a lot of strange feelings that come along with this Mm -hmm. um and i just love how it's put into this ballad that's very passionate and heartfelt uh because this is how he you know obviously he loves loves his friend and cares about his friend and wants the best for him but like these also feelings of like damn you know you're this monster now i don't Mm -hmm. know who you are and i miss who you were and i don't know what i can do to to change this yeah I don't know if I can change this. Mm-hmm. I miss you, and I miss you still as ever. The memories of us together circle around me. Maybe if I had held you back then, no. If I had stopped you back then, you know, like, yeah. still feeling that guilt, wondering if we had remained as friends, what would it have been like? Mm-hmm. If Yungi himself had not taken the path he did, and he would have stayed in Daegu and yeah. s- remained friends with this person, yeah. what would it have been like? Mm-hmm. yeah yeah wow so heavy heavy this is this was the entire mixtape yeah uh i guess we'll just give our overall thoughts mm-hmm. now uh i just want to mention this now because we just talked about dear my friend to me when i listen to this album from start to finish there's a lot of things that there's a lot of common themes that i see within the lyrics and everything but before i even looked into the lyrics i was like wow there's so much diversity in in all of these songs Mm -hmm. to me this mixtape comes off as like a portfolio yeah so i think of like artists especially just you know like painters and drawers they have like a portfolio or photographers even Mm -hmm. demonstrating their works and what they can do uh, just like a resume of some sort and this mixtape I know I, I try not to think too much of like, oh, what's going to happen to BTS after BTS is done? I try mm-hmm. not to think too much about that, but I can't help but to think about it because it, there will come a day where that happens. So I almost feel like this mixtape is a portfolio of how talented Yoongi is in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So like this song, this like original soundtrack type song yeah. We've never gotten this from him. Like Yugi. a true ballad like true this. True ballad. You know? We've never gotten this from him mm-hmm. or known that this is like his contribution for maybe a past mm-hmm. BTS Almost, song. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like Autumn Leaves, you know, yeah. would be like that true ballad, but mm-hmm. it's really not something that commonly comes out for him. No, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I mm-hmm. felt like this was in a K-drama yeah. when I listened to it. I'm like, wow, he really can do that. Mm-hmm. But then you hear so, like inter- Interlude Set Me Free, which is so light and airy, but then you hear you know hippie influence but then there's also like a classic rock the the burn it i'm like wow that's Mm -hmm. so experimental with that electric guitar that alternative i mean he really and he can write a fucking banger like david tall like okay he does it all he can do it all so much variety yeah i agree with you i think that this can be seen as a portfolio like as you know what else he can do he's been Mm -hmm. doing a lot of solo work like producing for other people in you know in k-pop and And i think that the 
the amount of people that he worked with and featured for this song really show that he's a producer. So maybe down the road, he really wants to show that he can produce for all these different types of oh, yeah. artists. One of the things that I thought about all the different features on this, because it was surprising to me, because uh, what Mono had like one feature with Han, mm-hmm. maybe he had another maybe one. Maybe another one, yeah. I don't think Hope World had any features. It was surprising mm-hmm. that a mixtape had so many features. And I feel like it just proved that he is as much producer as he is lyricist. Like, a Mm -hmm. producer knows what they want and finds the people to bring it all together and to make it work. Mm -hmm. And he really did that, you know, with amazing lyrics throughout. But Mm -hmm. I think that the people who he chose to feature just were put in there exactly exactly what he wanted, exactly what the song was missing. He has that producer mind. He knew. He knew who he wanted for it. I, just, I think that this mixtape is a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, I'm, I just, I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so happy we got it. I feel very blessed to be 25 right now mm-hmm. and to really relate to a lot of the themes of growing up and adulthood that are, that are put into this album. Yeah. And yeah. He's definitely thinking about that a lot with this mixtape, but he asks a lot of big questions. Mm-hmm. And I love that for him, he doesn't want to provide answers. But he doesn't want to leave you feeling like hopeless. Yeah. He doesn't have you feeling hopeless with these questions. Mm-hmm. He just wants you to think about it, um, ponder it, and normalize that everybody else is thinking about it and worrying yeah. about it too. You know, mm-hmm. it's very cool that we're contemporaries with him and that we get to get the meaning that we do just because we're also experiencing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow, guys. D two. D two. Definitely reach out to us. Let us know what you think about these songs, uh, kind of your different interpretations of the song, because mm-hmm. surely your inter- your interpretation is different from ours. Uh, and we do want to hear them. We've really enjoyed doing research together. We love, love doing research mm-hmm. uh, for these mix mixtapes yeah. specifically, mm-hmm. but even just album reviews yeah. overall, because it really, we feel like we're even closer as friends mm-hmm. and we're close as hell. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. It really yeah. brought us to a whole nother uh point in our friendship for sure definitely a special bonding experience that we got um we hope you guys enjoyed if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes there's a few things you can do to let us know uh you can review us on itunes that means so much to us we love going through those reviews every hundred reviews that we get we do a bonus episode so if you haven't reviewed yet really it only takes a couple minutes please go do that uh the other thing is go check out our new website mm-hmm. anchor.fm slash standing bts that website also has all of our social media um if you want to give us some feedback about this episode why don't you send us a voice message? Because that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you can find links for all of those things in the description. In the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.